Welcome to episode 240 and to a new year. Yes, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> did you stay up to midnight? Well, we did. Barely. <laughs> you know my bedtime's early. <laughs> Your one night a year you stay up. Thank the you for that. one time. You know, we were having a fun time not too long ago, and Gabby was wanting to fall apart, and I told her, sometimes we have to stay up late to have fun. <laughs> And I thought to myself, I think that's what I say on New yes, Year's that's Eve. what I say yeah. to me. Oh, that's so funny. So this is episode 240, and we have a new mini-series coming at you. This is called The Roman Road, and you guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be traveling through the Book of Romans. Oh, I like how you did that, Farron. So this is, you may have heard The Roman Road before. Like, what is that? If you've never heard of it, it's just... Five verses in the book of Romans that walk you through salvation in a nutshell. Okay. I so, like things that are in a nutshell. Makes well, it yeah. easier. And uh, wild guess trivia. Who wrote this? I don't know. Not David. I know we've talked about him a whole lot lately. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Uh, he's been shipwrecked. He's been bitten by a snake. He's been in prison. <laughs> Steve Irwin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nope. It's Paul. Yay! But for Paul, when he wrote this, he was not yet in prison. So if you want to read more prison letters, you can go to our prison miniseries. You know, there's true crime podcasts. I bet there could be a podcast on prison letters. Prison letters, that's right. That'd have to be an after hours one, I'm sure. Oh my. <laughs> well, those are, if you want to read more letters from Paul, we already have four miniseries out and about in the world for you. Just start on episode 189 and go through 208. But for now, we're going to be in the book of Romans. Yes, stick with us. So in this episode, we are in episode 240. It's the beginning of the new year. And if you listened to last week's episode, we talked a lot about Jesus' sacrifice because he loved us so much so we could have eternal life. So we're going to dive a little deeper in case you've never crossed the line of faith or your kid hasn't or you have a coworker that you are trying to guide them towards that. Or if you're like me and at church on Sunday they're talking about how we should be witnessing and testifying to people and you know furthering God's kingdom and you're like, Oh, I'm not prepared to have those conversations. <laughs> what would I even say? Yes. Well, here we go. Yeah, this will this will help you, and we'll encourage you on the front end. Make sure you listen to all five episodes, because this one is going to end a little doomsday-ish. <laughs> but come back next week, because there is hope, which is another thing we talked about in our Advent mini-series. So if you're like, oh, I feel hopeless, then listen to that one and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are going to read from Romans 3, 23. I'll read the NLT, and Farron will read the ESB. Are you going first this time? How are we going to start the new year? No, I love following you, okay. brave leader. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Romans 3.23 in the NLT. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And the ESV, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, sounds like we're in this together. I know it sounds... <laughs> Everyone has sinned. Like, you're awful, you're awful. You're. I feel like, again, that Noah episode that we did last summer where everybody's terrible. Yeah. Remember, there's good news coming, so sit with it. But sometimes we go through seasons, I know I do, where I feel like, man, I'm doing pretty good. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, check your pride. <laughs> Dad, it. Even when I'm trying, I, I've got to really check myself 
So it says God has standards. Look at there. <laughs> so in my version, it's so in the NLT it says we fall short of God's glorious standard, and then in an ESV it says fall short of the glory of God. Either way, facts. God is glorious, and we are not. And we there's no way our human self can get there. Yeah, when I read it as a recovering perfectionist, I am initially relieved that, like, (laughs) in fact, nobody is perfect, only God, which my kids love to remind me. I'm like, is anyone perfect? And they're like, no. And then they're always like, except for God and Jesus. And so they're right. But that's, uh, anywho, so I'm a little bit relieved. Uh, But then on the flip side, you might think, well, then why bother? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful with the why try mentality. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But more on that in a bit. Yes, so speaking of Farron, when you mentioned that you've messed up, <laughs> last soccer season during halftime, Farron, there's three of us coaching. It's me, you, and John. John is in our small group. And Farron was like, "Have you, Coach Brooke, have you messed up before? I'm like, yes, I have. And then Farron, you saying, Coach John, have you messed up before? Yes, I have. And then his daughter on the bench is like, yeah, my dad did. And she was talking. And me she and told the story. Like, yeah. We had no idea what was coming. And I aired on the side of, let's hear the let's story. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And oh, so I'll just, hilarious. I feel like we can't leave him hanging. But he said, <laughs> if you score in this game, a different game, a while ago, I'll give you five bucks. <laughs> and she's like, and I scored. And so his mess up was that he owed her five bucks. Oh, so man. out of all the things that a child could say... I mean, I'm glad I wasn't more no, juicy, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, in her mind, that was like the biggest mistake of his half-time. life. Yeah, <laughs> can check out our half times coming up in a couple months. <laughs> I wish the biggest mistake in my life was losing five dollars. Oh well, turns out it's we're all now. we're all sinners, all of us, every single one. I like how Paul makes it very clear: for everyone has sinned. We all fall short. Just in case you were like, oh, not me. No, right. no, no. It's you. It's all of us. So, and I also like that God has standards. Don't you want a God who has standards? Like, sorry, yeah. you can't. You can't come into heaven. Sin cannot be here. Mm-hmm. I've got standards, people. <laughs> but the good news is, He gives us a way, and that is next week, and it will be fine. So, sit tight, guys. Yes. Read, pray. All right. Here's what I have for pray, Farron. I'm always ready for you to say all four. <laughs> Read, Side pray, note. talk, tell. But we are on pray. pray. Okay. <laughs> Okay, the first step in any 12-step program of sorts is admitting you have the problem. So I think once we realize that, oh, it's me, hi, it's me, I am the sinner, I think that's when we can begin to realize, I need to be saved, yikes, I mess up, I need someone to help me in this life. Absolutely, and I just have to say it, because I'm sure some listeners are saying it, and you don't listen to regular old music, and so, do you know the Taylor Swift song where it goes, Hi, it's me. I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah. So you've almost said that verbatim oh. in the last few episodes. Oh, well. And I've refrained. So from... is she quoting Romans 3.23? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'll have to ask her the next time we talk. Yes. Hi, Miss Taylor. <laughs> All right. So when I am praying on this verse, I like to... Uh, I have to think of beyond that and not stop there. As in beyond the initial, initial you're a sinner? Or... Acceptance. Mm. So like you said, that really yeah. resonated with me. Um, and luckily, we have more context in the Bible that we are all sinners, but, but mm-hmm. Jesus, but God. And so 
recognizing it, but not staying stuck in shame, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So praying through it and not staying in it. Yeah, and we'll talk more about shame and guilt and all that stuff at the end of this mini-series. So again, sit tight. Just remember the biggest problem you're ever going to face in this life is sin getting in the way of you and God. And we want to remove that barrier, and God has made a way to remove that barrier. And we will get to that. Sounds good. Read, pray, talk. This is the yucky part because this is the community. (laughs) So we talk about in church all the time that becoming a Christian is personal but not private. Mm -hmm. You want to talk to others about that. You need to profess your faith openly. There's Bible verses that back that. But even getting in your group, let's say you have crossed the line of faith, but you are either intentionally sinning or you have sinned against your brother and you didn't mean to or you messed up somehow it's that conflict resolution piece that we've talked about many times on the podcast but there is an element to confession in a group not blabbing to the world but your inner circle of biblical community that can back you up and help you realize the truths of god absolutely i think talking through um I guess this makes me want to fall into a comparison trap at times. It, like, we're all sinners, but then sometimes I might say, well, I'm sinning, but at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so, yeah. or their sin is worse than mine. But also the flip side of, like, okay, well, they're a better human and a better believer than I am because they nailed Advent better than I mm-hmm. did, or, you know, I like to listen to secular music, or... You know, all the, there's so many things that you can yeah. find yourself in a comparison trap. And so just reminding ourselves that on that line between those have sin- that have sinned and those that have not, we're all on the same side. Yes. <laughs> we're, all the, we're all on the same side of the line. So yes. don't get caught in this comparison trap or who's a better Christian than who. Um, we're At the end of the day, we're all sinners. We're all bad. <laughs> that doesn't mean, again, the white tribe. We're not going to, well, why? We're coming to those verses, so just sit tight. The best thing we can do is confess to one another, whether it's your sin struggle. It's You'll be amazed at the relief you feel when someone else knows that you're struggling with something and they can pray for you, they can keep you accountable, they can help you when you're having a rough day. All of that biblical, communica- biblical community is built in whenever we talk about that with each other. So it might sound blah at first, but there's freedom on the other side of confessing your sins. And then the other reciprocating idea is that we are to unconditionally love and extend grace to others. So if, Farron, you come to me with something, I'm not going to be like, ooh, shame on you, Farron. (laughs) But you could. That would be not okay, and that's not what the Bible teaches us to do. But instead, we should extend grace, empathize, love unconditionally. And we talked about setting boundaries a couple weeks ago. So if boundaries need to be set, let's, let's talk that out. How does that look? How can I help support you in that? And then also back to circling, circling back to hearing what other people have tried. Mm-hmm. So you'd be, again, you might be surprised whenever you admit something that you're struggling with and then someone else is like, yep, that was me five years ago. Here's what I did. Mm-hmm. Which leads nicely into the tell, read, pray, talk, tell. Good job, Aaron. Yes. So I think it's important to remember that while we are sinners, that's not our identity. Our yes. identity is in Christ. And so you are not your sin. Uh, if you are struggling with the sin, that is a sin. But you are not your sin. Your identity is in Christ. And just a kid's story for you. 
Um, we had a soccer practice. I guess Gabby's the theme of this season. <laughs> but she decided after one soccer practice that she was the worst soccer player ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> and there were only three kids More absolutes. Yep, still, still struggling with the absolutes. But after there were only three kids there, and the other two were doing this drill more successfully than her. And it was one drill. Soccer, and so we had a discussion on how soccer is so much more than this one drill at practice. Yeah. And we have our good days and bad days, and you need to work on the skills you're not great at. But in her mind, life was over. She was the worst soccer player ever because of one drill. But sometimes when you hear those stories, it's easy to find yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if I'm sluggish, I'm the worst Christian ever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so don't the big takeaway is let's not ident- put our identity in our sin. Our identity is first and foremost in mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, we say that with failure too. You failed, you're not a failure. That's good reframing, Farron. I like that. The part I put for parenting, this is have you ever had a tattletale in mm-hmm. your house? Mm-hmm. You're like, hmm. I know we're missing parts of the story here. So something that we've started doing at our house is getting all parties involved. And I will say, it is your turn to talk. It is your turn not to talk. And then I'll say, what happened? And I'll hear their side. Okay, now your turn to talk now. Now it's your turn to talk. What happened? And then I still don't say anything other than pointing it back to the first person. Where was your sin in the story is the phrase that we use. Because what we're having to learn is we're having to tie it to the bigger issue of addressing the, the sickness, not the symptom. The symptom is I hit or I lied or I whatever I did. The sickness is you are a sinner needing saving. So whenever we can tie it back to where is your sin in the story, it's helping them realize that number one, it's all of us. We all do this. I have to do this too. And then it's helping them identify where their mistake was so that they can begin the next step. So again, admitting is the first problem, first step in the problem. I love those examples. I think it some of the conversations we have with our kiddos really are setting them up to be even more like functional humans. I don't know that I talked through as many things that I talked through with my kids, but you know, my parents did the best with all the tools they had and with our educational backgrounds and experience working with kids and coaching, we get a lot more practice to develop those skills. Yeah. I just hope that we'll reap what we're sowing, and that they'll reap what they Law of the harvest, fair, and it's true. Yes. It is true in due time if we do not give up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I know that was a little gloomy, but come back next week because there is hope, and we tell you about a free gift. Oh, free? I'll take a free gift. <laughs> it is free. All right, tune in next week. Bye.